The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brett Ridge, Dave Craig Jr. with you. The Alchemy Lounge here in West Des Moines. We're at the Foundry Distilling Company. And uh, getting set for uh, Iowa Gonzaga basketball this weekend. Number one versus number three. That's a big one coming up. We're going to spend quite a bit of time on that. And, of course, uh, unfortunately, we don't have a football game to prepare for, so we'll wrap up uh, what we've seen so far from the football team and uh, talk a little bit about that and, and dive into a few scenarios here and there. And I, I, I think before we, we talk about what might have been, you have to talk about what really was. Iowa uh, beats what was then twenty five number 25, Wisconsin, 28-7 to this last Saturday. It was a game. You could say it was a game when it was 3 or 6 to nothing. Wisconsin, there's never a point in time where I thought this game was in doubt. Iowa's defense was just so good. Um, even when, even when uh, the punter, Taylor. What he did is, yeah, which <laughs> we were having this discussion later because, you know, after a while you're, you remember the play one way, and I, I had to go back and look. You know, if, he, if the ball doesn't bounce twice, it bounced once, but it, only, or it bounces twice, so he kicks it. If it bounces once and he kicks it, that's a drop kick, and that's a free kick. Except for he never had possession of the football. So they would call it a fumble. I get that. But, boy, there'd be an argument there. Well, anyway, not yeah, really. Yeah, I, yeah, nevertheless, yeah. he smokes it, and Tim Brando's going, what a great what? kick. And then everyone well, realizes you can't yeah, do that. Can't do and but, uh, but you're right. Even at that, that was 21-7 after when it was 14-7. But, to but seven, Jack Campbell you know? yeah. make, makes the play, and all, all that once was was forgotten. Or, Wisconsin with nine punts in this game. Iowa <laughs> did that to them. Um, and Wisconsin yeah, Jack Campbell, scored like ten points the last two games. They had, I think, they scored three touchdowns in like fourteen quarters or something like that. Yeah, and, and their offense is and is they're not giving good. twelve and a half to Minnesota. Yeah, it's no, no, <laughs> no. I, I mean, I real and the Wisconsin defense is good. Iowa found ways around that. Of course, Tyler Goodson with the eighty-yard gallop uh, there in the fourth quarter got him to one hundred and six yards and got Iowa to one hundred and fifty-seven yards rushing, which is double what Wisconsin normally gives up. But Iowa, up to that point, was right there with what Wisconsin normally gives up, which is about seventy-two a game. Wisconsin's got a good defense; they really do. They have a nice defense. Uh, um, I, fortunately, Iowa was able to find enough ways to complete some passes. Spencer Petrus, as uh, difficult as it is sometimes to watch him, sometimes it's not right. And he completed uh, throws to open receivers, and that magically helps you move the football and opens everything else. Up. Isn't that something? It's if, crazy. A, if a guy's open and you throw him the ball and he catches it, that good things happen. And you know. Uh, Amir Smith-Marset, obviously, with the one bomb uh, where he decides the celebration was more important than just scoring, um, which is too bad. But, you know, the fact that Iowa doesn't play this week, I guess, will be fine for a bowl game. I would clearly suspect that he'll be fine for that. Unless he's got the high-angle spring. Well, he does. I'm pretty sure that he's got the high-angle and bruised. He's got that. But, uh, you know, the the other long pass to to him prior to the fade pattern – in the end zone, certainly could have and should have been a touchdown. He was only ahead of the guy by about four yards. But to Spencer's credit, best to underthrow that and have it complete. Absolutely. I, and I believe that's where he – I believe he looked up and thought, well, I mean, I don't, think, I don't know how quickly you process these things as a quarterback, but I do believe he thought, don't overthrow him. 
Right. Right? Don't overthrow him. He's so wide open. If I just throw him the ball there, he'll catch it, and we'll move up. There was, a, there was a play in the ninth grade Valley Roosevelt game where <laughs> I was uncovered as a wide receiver, and I looked at the quarterback, and whatever the play was called, my friend Jay Hatch just looked at me, and he threw me the ball, and it made no difference whether he led me perfectly or not. Because I was uncovered, I was able to catch and score. Uh, um, glory days. Glory days. Back <laughs> in the glory days. Well, this brings up, so, you know, so the Hawks, uh, in, in this 6-2 and two football season, the Michigan game for this week canceled. Uh, why it was Michigan, we could, we could have been sitting here complaining about that because it should have been Indiana. They're not playing either, so it doesn't matter at this point. Does Indiana um, have the COVID? Um, allegedly. Okay. Actually, No. Hey, right now, it's it's like Michigan. We never really got any kind of... Michigan said they have 50 players who had COVID right now. They did. Or with I did it, yes, I read I that. I didn't see that anywhere. No, I did. I read that. And Indiana and Purdue canceled their game, and they just said due to concerns about COVID within both programs. Now, there's so there was no number there that they, they just canceled. They didn't want to play. Indiana's clearly going to a New Year's Six game. They didn't want to lose that chance. Purdue didn't want to play. They're they're beat up to two and four and going anywhere. They don't want to play. And for that matter, Michigan didn't want to play either. I sorry, I I don't I I, I get the feeling and and Michigan State canceled their game today with Maryland. They don't want to play. Well, Maryland actually had COVID yeah, well, pop up. We'll see. Again. Again. I I don't know. I just I'm I'm doubtful on I'm what about should I'm looking with a discerning eye at some of these and wondering a little bit about, you know. Your jaundiced view is based upon your cynicism. Remember I had the, uh, when we did the spiritual gifts thing, I had the gift of discernment. Yes. That was my gift. (laughs) So basically. Which is interesting. I had the gift of calling bullcrap, right? Essentially, (laughs) essentially you can discern what may or may not be accurate. That was my thing. Well, uh, a couple of, of. so I, I heard an interest. By the way, um, I don't want to get away from it. Amir Smith Marset was the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week. Give him credit for that. He did. He he did. I think he caught eight or nine balls. He you know long pat. He did, had a great game till he did the flip. Now Spencer Petrus at fourteen out of twenty five. Uh, he had you know he had a, he had a decent game again. Right. He's right. Over, over. So he comes in right now. He's at fifty nine point five percent. Not great. Well, I was going to. So it was interesting on uh, on uh, how sound many drops. Radio. How many drops you think that he's had? Well, they count a number of them, but that's, those are uh, just straight drops where the guy should, where the ball was in the bread basket, perfectly thrown, and they dropped it. Yes, won a game. Oh, I think. I'm I think. Go, he's, I'm going to say it's more than that. Well, I think he's had five a game, probably four or five a game that were dropped, but they were terrible throws. Balls behind guys, high, low. They had to adjust. Maybe my, they should make those calls. Uh, but I, I, I'm just saying, my man Brandon Smith the other day, I think he had he had one in the first one. half. One, one in the first half. It was. I, I mean, yeah, he turned around. He seven yard, turned, seven yeah. yard pass right to dropped, him, and yeah. he just dropped yep. it. Um, which makes me wonder, would he consider coming back? Well, I don't know. I don't know if he's going pro or not. I can assure I mean, I, I mean, you, Smith Marset's gone. Right, but I don't know if Brandon Smith's going to be drafted or anybody's going to sign him or not. You're right. It's an interesting. Can you do you come back to try to kind of be the the to, the, 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 the star, the leader, the and yeah. boost? Yeah. Um, in, in a situation where Tyrone Tracy's going to step in, mm-hmm. I think 
uh, Bruce is going to get a good look. Marlon Bruce will probably get a good look. Early. Keegan Johnson out of, of course, uh, the recruiting uh, early recruiting signing day was yesterday. Keegan Johnson, I think he's out of Kansas City, right? Uh, um, well, either way, that kid, uh, the highlights I've seen of him, he's a, he's a step in pretty uh, pretty quick, too. I mean, when it really comes down to What it, about Charlie? Uh, is Nick, is Nico? He, Nico's oh, there, back. There's there's some good receivers still in the program. I just think Oliver Martin. Be, right. No, he's <laughs> he's actually starting for Nebraska, which is you know well, amazing. you know anybody yeah. can start for a yeah, one and six football team. So here's a question: If you were grading, I, I heard this discussion the other night. I sat there. I heard a lot of people. If you're grading, uh, Spencer Petrus, C plus. Okay. I I would I would go, uh, I would go. So that's average, right? Look, that's average. That's an average quarterback. That's two point five in you're, the GPA. You're giving. So you're saying he's an average quarterback. But I, they, they, I'm that, saying out, that, that, ba- every, that based upon based on the the, fact, the way that he played this year as a quarterback, I give him a C plus. Now, his team. You do realize D's a passing grade, right? Hey, I'm not talking. Fail on this scale. You've been listening to Andrew too long. Who? Your son. Oh. (laughs) Well, C's C's will get you degrees. And I'm going to say. Oh, that's what he says. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You've been listening too long. I I would give him a C plus. Um, He's definitely not a B. Too many, too many missed opportunities, and too many. What I'm going to call just. Um, complete and utter bonehead plays by a quarterback with whom you would expect those plays not to ever. Yeah, happen. I got real tired of the. So I get real tired of the. Hey, he didn't have spring practicing. Look, guys, we're, we're this is the eighth game, right? I saw some. I I can't. Remember I mean, which the one intentional gra- the intentional grounding that happened on Saturday, where he's standing in the middle of the pocket and just he's yeah. got he's got plenty now. It's fourth and it's third and one. Now keep this in mind, Potabom was the guy and he got basically tackled three yeah. yards down the field so the pattern would have been pot bomb out right, there right now spencer has to be able to look and see that pot bomb's getting held and you throw it right to him while he's right, being right held. off his back so they throw a flag or, right? or just run right try and, it, right. try and make something happen because you are in no danger of taking a seven yard loss at that yeah. moment so his decision making, in my estimation, is as big a problem as anything else that, that goes out there. I, I take that analysis because that this is this is where I when, and what the, I would I would take that analysis. I would say he's demonstrated to me that he can throw the ball. I've seen a lot of really bad throws, but the decision making so plays could Nuclear Loose, right? Well. I, I'm I, right now. I would grade him out as a D. I think he's below average. Oh, he's not. No, he's below. He's the 13th rated passer in the Big Ten, which means that 12 teams have quarterbacks who have better statistical years. You know, and, well, he's got 60%. And, and two teams have a better record. Look, I, this is why he passes. He's managing the game. They're winning. He does have a 59.5, which is nearly 60% completion rate. However, and everybody will point to, well, he's got a 60% completion rate. Yeah, he's got a ton I'd almost use the S word. Ton of talent. He's got three guys playing in front of him on the line who are going to be in the NFL. Okay, and he's got at least two. Um, he's got. I was going to say he's, got, a, who's the he's third? got the best wide receiving core that we can ever remember. He's got a great tight end. 
He's got a, a I great... think Marvin McNutt and DJK might disagree with that. Uh, okay. They can disagree. Neither of them spent a minute in the league. Uh, and I think Marvin McNutt yeah. spent one minute. <laughs> he was on a practice squad. With the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. Okay. I'm saying, and look, all I'm saying is this. I'm happy with the way this year went. I am. I feel we 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 wish they. I mean, you're, I'm very happy with this. I I think the kid the kid persevered through. My thought about the future right now is that right now I don't see him as being great, and we'll see how this goes. And I, and and when have you ever seen a kid who is fair to Midland at best just suddenly become? What you what you hope to be the difference maker in the team? When well, does he become no, that, a, a difference that, maker? Actually, that's a that's a really good question. And you know, to to me, he's uh, Jake Christensen from the right hand side, but he's a lot better guy than Jake was. Um, what what I think we Jake all, currently coaching Pat Mahomes in the NFL? Did you know that? No. No, he's Kurt, not coaching. He, he gives him Advice. what the yes. plays might okay. be. Anyway, Regardless, I'm I'm just saying yes. this is that. No, I'm with you. I think with bowl game practice, spring practice, a full camp, and a competition between three guys, obviously Spencer, Padilla, and Deuce. Let's see what happens and what comes from that. Yes, yeah, it, because. There was no question that going into the season that Spencer was the only guy who'd ever really practiced with the first team offense, yep, I, or, or even the second team offense, yep. and so they were not about to do it. And you know, Kirk's been pretty clear about this. Um, he's six and two. But I, you know, I you that's the it's you can't argue. That's seven, why he, he that's guy why won he gets 70, a passing grade. He wins seventy five percent of his games. If I were you, can't give, give him a D. I can give him as, a C minus. Okay, uh, fine. It's still below average, but I can give him a C minus because he won the games, right? And at the end of the, and and by the way, I will say this: Saturday, when they needed it, he did okay. He delivered. I'm not going to say maybe he he didn't make. There were only a he few did, times he, he didn't did, make he did the that, plays where you, where you he say he did it against Wisconsin. I feel like he did it against Illinois. I feel like he, he yeah, did he, it. Uh, I feel like well, he hit open receivers. I don't know Min- that he ever made a Minnesota. A you didn't have to. Michigan State, he didn't have Remember to. Remember how Bethard made plays on his own? Yes. That's I just that's what we're not that's what we don't have right there. But okay, Ricky made plays yeah. on his own. Yeah, Drew Tate always made plays on his own. Yeah, I, uh, it, but I, I don't want. I I I feel like I'm the like, horse is dead. Down, down, but down the road, it's something to think about with this team. But on the on the on the defensive side of the ball, by the way, we never haven't gone into the Big Ten, uh, all Big Ten stuff. So uh, on the offensive side, by the way, so Goodson is is first team all Big Ten. Okay, I, I did not know that. Uh, so both coaches. And uh, in media, AJ, Blake Jackson, same thing. Linderbaum, how is he? He's a best he's second the- team, second team All Big Ten by the coaches. What? This is the kid that ran. He was the only guy down the field with with uh, right. Goodson on that eighty yard. I mean, did you see him running behind him? He was keeping up with him. Uh, stupid. Um, but anyway, he's he's but, on. So who was there. first team? The Ohio State center? I didn't even pay attention. Probably. <laughs> Probably. I mean, logically, they just. Right, stick a Buckeye there, right? Uh, and Cole Banwart, second team uh, by both uh, coaches and media. Uh, t- uh, today, the special teams came out. Tory Taylor, punter of the year in the Big Ten. There, there you go. go. His forty-four point one yard average. Charlie what, Jones, what second his, and third team all. What Big was Ten his returners. What was his net punting? 
Well, he only had uh, like 41, 44.1, but he, he had, yeah, I think he had, yeah, I think he had 10 punts uh, out of, he had like 50 punts, and he had like 10 of them um, down inside the five or something. Ridiculous. How many were actually even returned? Uh, that's super, that's super low. I can't remember. It was like Like four. three? Yeah. 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 Um, Duncan, Keith Duncan only third team all Big Ten this year, but, you know, sometimes that's uh, a function of the team around you and how many field goals you get to kick. He still it, had a really good year. Uh, you got to give him credit for that. Defense. Defense. Golston, first team, both. Van Valkenburg, second team, both. Neiman, third team, uh, I believe that was by the by the coaches. You missed Kerner. Davion Nixon. I'm getting to the big one. All Davion right. Nixon, not only is he the first team, uh, uh, first team, but he's the defensive player of the year in the Big Ten. Currently rated as the number one defensive tackle by number, Mel Kuyper. Number 10 overall in the big board. Sorry we only get to see him for one year. How awesome is that? All right. We'll That's enough football. We'll talk basketball yeah, and we'll recruiting with Tom Caker. When we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle, 1700, the jam. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700, the jam. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we are here at the Alchemy Lounge, the Foundry Distilling Company in West Point. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. With you as we are most weeks on Thursdays at 6 o'clock. The next two weeks due to the holidays. Christmas and New Year's. New Christmas and that's what they are. Yes, right? at least those are the two that that uh, are. Well, I don't are think Kwanzaa is in, in an issue. Okay, well, I, and exactly. Festivus is the twenty third. Festivus is on the twenty third. So what, we're so a day we're, before that, right? So next week we are Tuesday, and the week after that we are Tuesday, uh, six o'clock still. But we're going to go over to G Migs because the foundry, uh, this place is open Thursday through Saturday usually. We're going over to G Migs. They're letting us back in. We're going to have some fun. Go over see Bruce and uh, and uh, probably stay and to watch some basketball. George, as Tom told right. me, next week uh, we got well, next two weeks Purdue right? and then Northwestern. Right. So we'll we'll have a little food Free afterwards. Game. And it'll be fun. So we'll be over there. Uh, currently, I am enjoying the Midnight Ritual in the Fool's Gold. And if you want to get the Midnight Ritual, which they make here. this Is, is that a, the Boulevard? Right. This is the Foundry's uh, Alliance, uh, Distiller Alliance with Boulevard Wheat that they that they made. Fabulous stuff. Um, I know you can get it at Fairway. I've seen it there. Hy-Vee. Hy-Vee. And just a little tip. Costco. If you are driving by the Costco and just you have, have you a car. Just there, too. You might even go in there. You might be able to find a good price on it there. There's a little bit. So just Trust saying. me, if Ridge says it's a good price, yes. it's cheaper. Uh, so good good stuff, the, the Midnight Ritual. You can really tell the difference. The it's, real stuff is right. I drink the real stuff when I um, w- when I want something a little sweeter. The, the, the Midnight Ritual is actually a little more solid whiskey. There you go. I'm learning. Uh, it's, it's right in the middle of the Ron Swanson pyramid of greatness right oh, clear boy. clear alcohols are for pets and women on diets right so i'm learning about whiskey i'm trying to get into this right so anyway we better move on to tom because he's sitting there going how long are they going to sit here and talk about this tom caker of hawkeyereport.com has learned over the last 17 years that we do stray from time to time good afternoon tom good afternoon gentlemen how are you did you uh, survive national signing day uh, early signing period <laughs> Yeah, we did. You know, it's just uh, it's in December now. It feels like it sneaks up on you all the time, but it really doesn't. Um, you know, because it's always going to be there. You know, that right. third, third Wednesday, it's going to be there, and um, you know, I, it's it's kind of taken some of the fun away from that February day where everything is just kind of crazy and wild, and you know. 
everything so going on. So you had you guys were tracking and and you had a little tracker on your um, on the uh, on the website where as they as the uh, letters faxes were re- being faxed, as you said, the only only time anybody uses a fax anymore. Uh, the faxes were coming in. You were updating them. I mean, I think they were at, by nine o'clock. They were pretty much all in. I think they were missing one. They had that by ten thirty. It wasn't a very eventful day when it comes to that. But um, seventeen kids, Tom, uh, Iowa. I think isn't you know mid twenties in everybody's rankings with this with this class, which is about as good as it gets for them on, on a you know when it really comes down to it. And that's that's just fine. But this is a monster class in a number of different ways in terms of. Um, I, I think first of all the fact that they 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 got so many highly uh, competitive uh, recruits early, and then through all the stuff that happened last summer, um, I just felt really good about the fact that they all hung on. They they only had the one late commit from Florida who then decommitted later on. These kids all stuck with them. There was an, and and they're all signed and and it it, it just feels like. These guys want to be Iowa Hawkeyes, and this is going to be a really solid class. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I talked to Tyler Barnes, the director of recruiting, yesterday about that. Um, just, you know, every school has gone through the COVID thing and not having visits and not having this and not having that, and, and it's a challenge, and uh, everybody's got that same challenge. There's no school in the country that had to deal with what Iowa dealt with in the month of June. Uh, with basically a racial reckoning within the program, uh, and uh, everything was kind of turned upside down. Um, And um, a lot of places, I think, the recruiting class that you had put together may fall apart, just might disappear. People would just decommit, go elsewhere, look elsewhere, and and you couldn't blame them, really. I mean, because it's just, you know, that's, that's the way things go. But these guys all stuck together. Um, you know, in fact, I look back, like, Keegan Johnson, who's, you know, the mo- I think the most dynamic offensive player, and that's no disrespect to Arlen Bruce or Brody Brecht or anybody else, but just a dynamic playmaker, kind of an Amir Smith-Marset type player, had committed a month before then. And, um, and then all this stuff hits. And uh, he ends up sticking with him and uh you know he had plenty of other places he could go including you know nebraska where he lives and where his dad played for uh two national championship teams uh for the corn huskers so um i i just think uh there's a good bond with these guys that um and they're there for the right reasons so it's a it's a good class for iowa for sure that says something about coach copeland doesn't it Coach Copeland, um, just, you know, I think Kirk Ferentz, too. I mean, they were open and honest about everything with these guys. And, um, you know, Cluster uh, Johnson, his dad, is uh, not a guy that shies away from pretty brunt conversations. And huh. and um, and they they had those conversations and, and uh, got the answers that they were looking for. So um, I, I think they're comfortable with it. I, I do think the larger challenge is going to be 2022 the 22 class 23 class because we're going to go 13 months without kids being able to visit the university of iowa or any place really there's no place they can visit 
uh, major college D1 level and without coaches being able to go on the road. All they've been able to do is send tape to each other and do Zooms and do FaceTimes and phone calls and send letters. And that's it. That's it's recruiting old school. right now. Yeah, it's inter- send the letters. My and, friend Randy Twitt was a – back in the day, he would have easily been a four-star offensive line recruit. I was in his house, and he had garbage bags full of letters. letters. Just le- letters. Tom Osborne, letters. Barry. I mean, yeah. every everybody. And, of course, he kept all the Iowa ones in their own little pile. Yeah. But And he was never going anywhere other than Iowa. But that it's that's completely old school uh, in that regard, except for Bill Snyder came to Valley High School. Oh, he did. Yeah. And recruited both Randy and Grant and brought him back. That, you know, it's 1983, 84. Well, it's an interesting. It, it it really is an interesting thought, Tom, because uh, you can be excited about the fact that that this stuff did not kill the Iowa recruiting class this year, and, and it didn't fall apart. But it's an interesting thought that that part of what sells Iowa to at least a higher level recruit is when you you come in and visit, and you hang out with the coaches, and so they're not going to get that benefit. So thank God they they won six out of eight this year. The teams looked really good two years in a row. And and has actually a five year record that is as you know ostensibly as good as most every program except for maybe three or four in the country. So the program's in the right position at least to where you can show yeah. recruits, hey, it, we're we're pretty damn good. The the hope the hope is, you know, this is going to go through April fifteenth, and then the hope is that by June they give these guys the green light. Um, you know, hopefully we're far enough along with the vaccination process, um, the testing continues to get better and better, treatments continue to get better and better. Um, By June, we can get kids back into into the camps. You know, every year Iowa would would probably offer four or five kids out of a camp. Um, Jennings Dunker, one of the guys that they offered out of the camp a couple years ago, two years ago. And he committed before they could even really officially get the offer on the table. He was like, "I'm in," <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's. They were just kind of talking about it. Yeah, he was. You know, he he was in. He was uh, put all of his chips in the middle of the table. I'm I'm ready to be a Hawkeye right there. He's, and he's a huge another man. example. Yeah, yeah, and he wears a Britney Spears shirt. I mean, that's <laughs> unbelievable. Well, we want to. Make, I want to make sure to to encourage everybody to get out to your website, HawkeyeReport.com, and and uh, and, and dig dig into some of the recruits because it's fun to read about them and what's going on throughout the year. And those of us that pay attention, obviously, we've been able to watch your your weekly high school um, updates as to what they've been doing. You know, one of the kids that intrigues me is is the is the small town Iowa kid, Tom um, Cooper, right? Cooper to John, Cooper to Gene. Yeah, Man, you said he's got a lot of Tyler Sash in him. I mean, yeah, it just feels Tyler like, uh, yeah, it just feels like when you you see the highlights, you read about him, and say, sometimes you just want one of those kids. I mean, I feel like Jack Kerner is one of those guys. Jack right? Kerner is completely. I that mean, kid. he was a walk on, right? But he was complete. And this is a kid that's recruited and has got the stats. I don't. I mean, I don't want to pick out one guy. This this is great recruiting class, but he's a fun story, Tom. And uh, he's, he's my favorite story that. of this class. Yeah, yeah, he's my favorite story out of this. It's a great story that Tyler Barnes told me. He, they found out about him because uh, Tyler's, when he was a freshman in high school, because um, Tyler Barnes' next-door neighbor went to that high school and said, hey, there's this kid, Cooper DeGene, up there that's going to 
um, that's, 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 you got to keep an eye on him. And they, so they like, yeah, we'll keep an eye on him. And, you know, they invited him to camp and just kind of you know, eyeballed him and everything. And then by his junior year, they were like, okay. And then Tyler Barnes went up uh, to see him play basketball. Some dunk on two guys, including one guy that's six five, and that was like, all right, I think we're going to be offering him now. You know? <laughs> isn't isn't it funny yeah. how they see these kids? This in other how, sports. how things. Yeah, well, it, it's it's important. I mean, Carson Scherer, the kid from Iowa Falls, is another kid that he was a basketball kid for most of his earlier high school years, and developed into a football player. Um, you know, we've seen that over the years with. Sash, Tyler Sash was a really good basketball player and probably known more for being a basketball player early on in his high school career. I remember talking to him when he was like a freshman or a sophomore over at Carver Hawkeye when they used to do shirts and skins. And he was a basketball kid. Um, Brandon Myers was a great basketball player. Yes, he was. He ended up being a a great tight end who played 10 years in the NFL. Right. You know? There's guys like that that just, you know, those multi-sport athletes that really, you know, I, and that's why I'm Let's not forget Tristan Wirfs. Both those guys. <laughs> so, yeah. Wrestler. So, right. Somehow you teach a kid, you know, you help him work on his tackling a little bit, and suddenly, you know, the the athleticism and the intelligence. Or the you, footballness. The football, yeah. The football intelligence. Uh, turns out to be, it's something Iowa knows how I'm, to use. I'm so excited yeah. to watch Arlen Bruce and I, I am too. And those the kid from Nebraska, both those two yeah. kids. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. And Bro, you know, Brody Breck's going to be fun. Arlen Bruce is kind of the um, the Tyrone Tracy. I mean, you could really yeah. kind of say Keegan Johnson is is the Amir Smith Marset. Brody Breck is the Brandon Smith, and Arlen right. Bruce is the Tyrone Tracy. That's who those guys are. That's just who they are. All, all three of them in at the same time. Well, we don't want to let you get away before we talk about the big basketball game coming up on uh, Saturday. Uh, oh, there, is there a basketball game? Well, yeah. it's my understanding game? that we play Gonzaga I, I on heard Saturday. something about this. And uh, <laughs> um, so I'm trying to, I was trying to recall a, a bigger, certainly a bigger non-conference regular season game, but even a bigger, not, a bigger regular season game for Iowa uh, going and so the last time Iowa was in a one versus three game, it was Indiana at home in 1987. I, I, Thank you for looking that up because I had no, I couldn't remember. Uh, yeah, Alford, when was the last time? It was in the game notes. Was in the game notes. The last time Iowa, Iowa, Iowa played number one was uh, was December 29th of 2015 when number one Michigan State came to Iowa City and Mike Cazell scored 25 points. Nicholas Bear chipped in 10. Your, uh, Peter Jock had 19, I believe, in a, an 83 to 70 win for the Hawkeyes. Yep. So is that going to happen on Saturday? Uh, how do we feel? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. How do you feel? Well, and I want, I, I, here's, a good, here's a good fun fact. That was when we were out in California for the Rose Bowl, and I watched, watched oh that game gosh. done it. Oh, that's right. I was in the RV. I was watching it on an R uh, in an iPad on an iPad in the RV on the way out there. That's right. Oh, I was done at I was done at LA Live by the by the Staples Center at at Tom's Urban having lunch with a bunch of other people <laughs> and and we watched the game and uh, um, the Bethard family was there. You know, okay. all the Bethards were there. Yep. So got the got so the on that trip we uh, we beat Purdue too in a come from behind. Game yeah, after that was after yep. the road. That, was, that was that after. was when we were coming back. That yeah, okay. that was after. Yeah. That was the the day I was coming in Vegas back. with my kids um, watching that one. 
I was driving around in yeah. Beverly Hills with my parents shopping and listening on the radio, <laughs> and Andrew had the TV on in the back of the car with his, in his phone. Anyway, uh, memories, but this week, Tom, Gonzaga's pretty darn good. I mean, they really are. They're, they're big. They're strong. They got a couple guys who average over twenty points. Um, they've they, got some quick. They got a lottery uh, pick. They got a, they, they got a lottery pick in a, in the, in their guard and Jalen Suggs. How do you think the uh, do, do the Hawks match up with them, or do the Hawks have are, are the Hawks a tough matchup for them? Well, that's a good question. I think there's a little bit of both. Um, the two kind of marquee matchups, the head to heads, that I think are going to be the most fun. Obviously, Luca going against totally. uh, Drew Timmy. Um, both all both guys yeah both guys are going to be first team all Americans I think and um, so those guys going up against each other is going to be awesome uh, Kispert going up against Wieskamp I think that's a big opportunity for Joe uh, to showcase because there's your twenty three and you know, twenty two point scores yes right? yeah. yeah 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 he's dead. and and then you've got um, you know maybe the best point guard in the country right now Jalen Suggs. And uh, you know, a guy that Iowa offered in football and basketball. So uh, Jalen's really good. Andrew Nemhart. They've got a lot of guys. <laughs> they got some dudes on that team. Uh, take the over. That's my take advice. the over. Take, take. That's a good hey, point. We got to run, Tom. Thanks, and I agree with that. We'll talk to you later. Talk to you next week on the Hawkeye Hello, Okay, Tom Kaker at HawkeyeReport.com. We'll be back on seventeen hundred the Jam. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. For the first time in 17 years with Brett Ridge sitting here, I'm going to bring us back in. (laughs) I want to thank our great sponsors that we have. G Migs, Coors, Foundry Distilling, AM, PM Plumbing. You're big timing me. Of course I am. You're sitting there not paying any attention, looking at your phone. Checking out your Instagram. By the way, your hairline's receding. This just in. AMPM plumbing down here in the junction. You know what they do, David? They do plumbing. They do plumbing. I'm telling you, and thank God I haven't. I thought I was going to need to call them again. But worked it out. Got it all done. But if you need a snake, you need something. AMPM plumbing is your man. Let's not forget our home team. That's that's what I've been looking on the phone here. uh, By the way. I, our Remax uh, Concepts, Doug Stonehawker Realty, um, <laughs> home team of the week. Last week, I didn't do so well. I had I Miami. Think, I, I, I had did. Miami. They only got beat by fifty. Uh, um, uh, okay, so I, I think I had I, I had Arizona. And they got beat seventy-seven. Uh, so those of you who listen to us, I hope you're fading the crap. <laughs> Out of the home team of the week. <laughs> well, actually, well, it's I've done very well this year, but that was a bad one. You've, you've yeah, been I, way better at that than uh, I am. The, and I'm, so but I've got, I have what do you got? my favorite home team of the week. Penn State this week against Illinois. They, they get just, to play, huh? They just fired Lovey. They're only given 14 or 13 and a half. I think Penn State puts up 50. 40, 45. This is like 45 to 10. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm going to agree with that. I'm, I'm going to give a little, another one just for kicks and giggles. I mean, right now I'm looking. I'm like, okay, well, Wisconsin is easily. If you want to take anything, take Minnesota at Wisconsin, right? That's ridiculous. Wisconsin can't score. Um, I'm looking through some of the top 25s here. I, I did not take the time today. I'm sorry. Um, no studying. You're no on vacation. Study. I know. I'm on vacation. That's exactly how I was, I was on vacation earlier this year. You yeah. know what? Iowa State's a home team. Nah. 
They're giving five and a half to no, Oklahoma. No, they're getting. They're getting. That's what I meant. They're getting. All right. I'm not going to do that. Uh, here we go. Coastal Carolina. No, I think Louisiana is going to going to upset Coastal Carolina. I don't. I don't really, really like. I'm going to go with Penn State. I'm. A, I like the Penn State. Let's do it. I'm. I'm with. You. Well, we had the discussion. Uh, by the way, if you want to check out uh, a, a great real estate uh, team, Doug Stonehawker and the folks at Real Remax uh, Concepts, DSMRealEstate.com, DSMRealEstate.com, and you can get to that uh, off of the HuckeyeHuddle.com if you'd really like to. But you can just type in DSMRealEstate.com. Um, we got ten we, minutes. Right. So before we get further into Gonzaga, Iowa, women's basketball. I wanted to ask Tom about wrestling. There's still no there, currently. No wrestling schedule. It was, the, it was the only sport Tom was sure was going to happen. No wrestling schedule, right? So I don't know what's going on with that. We'll talk about that next week. Women's basketball this week. The Hawks only got one game in. They lost at Michigan State, 86-82, got down 19. Uh, Michigan State still undefeated at 4-0. Uh, got down 18-19. They 19. must be good. I think they are. The, so Michigan State pretty good. Iowa got down 19. They, they made a run. Got it back to two points with nine seconds to go in the game. Uh, it, it just lost, right? They're playing good. Caitlin Clark, 35 points. Um, again, sweeps the Big Ten Freshman and Big Ten Player of the Week awards. Um, and Caitlin Clark. Um, what did you tell me while we were sitting here on these couches? So the way, it goes, uh, the way it goes is this. She and Luca Garza currently lead the nation in scoring. Are they going out? I don't know, but they should be because well, currently not, they're – right? We camp in what's her name, uh, Kathleen Doyle, right? Right. They're they're engaged, I think, right? Uh, or so, at least fondly with they, engaged. They, they like engaged. each other. They're engaged to be engaged. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, I mean, there's Kathleen oh, Doyle doesn't how, have a kiln, thing, how, does she? There's no pottery. Explosion? explosion kiln explosion? Tragic accident. Uh, hopefully that won't happen. Um, no. No, but think about it. Caitlin Clark, and she's got she's now four games over thirty points. If she continues this and Luca continues on, that you literally could have the leading scorers in the country for both women's and men's basketball currently sitting this way now, but it could go this way this season from one school. Isn't that uh, so we'll something? See, which, which is really something. The women, by the way, they, they uh, had their game with Ohio State postponed, so they won't play again until next week. They have a 1 o'clock game on Tuesday before the men play on, on Tuesday night. So we could talk about that Western, on uh, Western Illinois, and that would put them, if they win that game, Feel good about it. Uh, <laughs> if they win that game, um, that will put them at forty straight in Carver Hawkeye Arena. So Thank that you. would be really something. So anyway, come down um, to the Foundry Distilling, the Alchemy Lounge. See, Rhea. Oh, you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there's. They got a great staff here. I, I mean, know. seriously. I, I mean, we don't usually talk about because you never know who you're going to run into when you when you go places. They have a great staff here. They do a very good job. Max has done it. It, It's hard hard to complain in this atmosphere, but they do a great job of taking care of everybody around here. All right, we got eight minutes. All right, a couple of things. So biggest basketball game. Tom went into is this the biggest basketball game? Well, yeah. regular season basketball. And by game. the way, I knew the Indiana thing. He's right. It was in the game notes, but I knew that. I, I remember it. I didn't know. Iowa played when Iowa was number one with Ed Horton and Marble and those guys, and they were 16-0. and 0. Okay. So they were 16-0. They were and 0. They, went on the, they were 15-0. and 0. They went on the road to Illinois, and they had that game where they got down 26. I was working as a cart attendant at a Target. I watched that game at the first Mrs. Christie I watched Grayton's it in the TV mother. section, the TV section at Target. <laughs> I 
I did not do my job that evening. I walked past that TV. I watched it there. and it, I mean, seriously. And then I went home and I watched the VCR tape as Iowa came from behind, from 26 behind. and won, It might have been 19. But it was like six minutes to go. They won the game in overtime. Then, then they went to Purdue. I'm going to get this backwards. It was one or the other. They went to Purdue. Purdue was number two in the country. And they beat them on the road, and then they played Indiana when it was number one and number three, Iowa, and, and they beat Indiana. How good was the Big Ten that year? Oh, and it, Indiana won the national championship, right? Keith Smart. Yeah. Steve so, Alford. So the last time Iowa played, a number, uh, played in a game of one versus three, they beat Indiana and Steve Alford and Keith Smart in Carver-Hawkeye Arena fairly handily that night. It was like 13, 14 points. But at the, the, Indiana went on to win the national championship. So I remember all that. I don't remember another big, as big of a non-conference you know what, contest you know for what's sure. Interesting, and this is the only disparity in our age, is that you weren't drinking at that time, and I was. I was that's exactly <laughs> right. I was a senior in high school. Senior in high school. You're right. You were. You were drinking. And I can remember parts of it, and you can. Um, I know. I, I remember parts. I don't remember any of the details. Um, so. Uh, Iowa also is the only team in the country who has three players currently shooting over 50% uh, from the three-point range with 10 or more threes. Is your boy, C- is your boy so CJ? Weezy, Weezy, CJ, and, and Garza. Lucas, Lucas currently the leading three-point shooter in the country, by the way. You're kidding he's me. Like, he's like 70%. I mean, I, it's, I, well, that, I saw it, that somewhere. I'm not That 100%. thing he did on Friday night. Six where threes. He, 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 scored, six he six. scored 21 points in a row. We but, haven't mentioned Iowa beat I, Iowa State in basketball there. We haven't even mentioned that. Did you know that if that let me get that if, in. if Carver Hawkeye had been full of fans, the oh, roof might have come, come off. off. Iowa beat them one hundred five seventy seven. Garza was thirteen of fourteen. He had six threes, <laughs> and it was seventeen minutes. Right, and he came in and they he's clearly, got more points than minutes played right now. They currently yeah. Uh, he's the he's he's uh, leading the country in Ken Palm. They're number one in the country in uh, offensive efficiency. Well, and so is he. He's the number one player in offensive efficiency. That's points scored per minute that he's on the floor. Well, he right? scored more points right. than minutes right. played. So, um, well, 175 points in 150 minutes, something like that. Here's the thing that was really fun about that. Clearly, Fran said, "Okay." We're going to dis- here's what we're going to do to open the second half. We're going to run Luca around the outside, of the, uh, around the top of the of the three point circle, and let him shoot. So it's it's literally saying you're a post up player, and everybody plays you as a post up player. What we're going to do, you have a green light. I mean, this is clearly the plan, right? It's it was it wasn't even a question. They kept setting picks for him. He'd come around, swinging around the top, around but, the swinging gate, and he'd come up and he'd shoot it right. In in here's the interesting thing for Hawkeye fans. In all of us. Who watched Frank Garza's posts on Twitter, Instagram? Or they were practicing all summer, right? He just standing and, and, out there, and he's yep. shooting fifty threes, and he's shooting from thirty feet, forty feet, whatever it is. This was not a surprise to any of us, no, who've watched that, and and all of a sudden it, it comes to fruition in the Iowa State game. It was so. I just he, he is seven feet tall, by the way. This so, just didn't right so. So what, Bill funny, Walton couldn't make six three-pointers and gave him 100. When you, when you watch the Iowa State guys that were trying to guard him. Xavier Foster. Uh, 
they're like, okay. Solomon Young. Okay, I got to stand back on him, right? Because he's seven feet tall. He's going to go to the hole. So they wouldn't come out and. Do you know in the North Carolina game, he took four seven footers and got 16 fouls on him? Yeah. Uh, This is going to be a matchup of of just tremendous proportions on Saturday. Tom's right. Drew Timmy's going to be the, also be an All-American. Okay, he averages twenty-three points a game, and he's thick and he's big. He's good. I watch. So, I watch him play. So it's a great matchup. Um, we got three Kispert, minutes. Kispert. This is our foundry them. distilling. Kispert is 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 comparable in some ways. He, you and I said when this we is our last thing, call. The, this is our foundry uh, distilling last okay. call. Okay, we said this. The one thing we were a little bit concerned about is you can back Wieskamp down. Who's going to Kis- go? Who's going to gu- do that? Who's going to guard? Who's going to guard Jalen Suggs? It's going to be CJ CJ uh, Frederick, maybe maybe Connor McCaffrey. Um, we'll see if Joe, if they can't handle it. Joe Toussaint. We'll see. Right. I, see, I think you put Connor on. I think, or you put Joe on on the Suggs. One, no, no, no. On Kispert. You put Connor on Suggs. Yeah, I think so too. But then you got then you got to take your, some of your offense off the floor. Of course, you got an assist machine there, so it's fine. It'll be. He starts. What you call? I, it's basketball now. We're, we're away from football. Uh, I'm with Tom. Take the over. Um, if this over is uh, over unders, anything under 180, you take the over. Gonzaga averages 93 a game. Iowa's I was like averaging 101. Yeah. Um, I like the Hawks again. I heard an early line three and a half. Um, I like the Hawks, and I but it's something like 95, 93, 95, 92. It's going to be a great game. I think. I think this is going to be. This game will live up to the hype. Small gym. Nobody's. There's no. You know. But it'll sound like there's people there because a few fans that get a go with the, the right. parents. Right. What do you got? I got Iowa losing it. Ninety-five, ninety-three. I, I think. I, I'm on the other end. I think Gonzaga is absolutely great. Iowa. So gonna, are we. I think Iowa is too. I think Iowa was a. What I said. Iowa was a tough matchup for them. I, just think I think we play just enough better defense. I hope you're right. It'll be great. We'll talk about it next week here on 1700 The Champ on the Hawkeye Huddle.